Buzz TV. Tonight, we're talking about two events that happened over this past weekend. They were both on Saturday, but you probably missed the China card because it was at like 9 a.m. U.S. time. Yep. Very early. But we had uh, Michael Bisping versus Kung Lee over in Macau, China. And we had uh, Benson Henderson versus Rafael Dos Anjos right in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Tulsa. Tulsa. Oklahoma. I don't know what the... Uh, the my name is Daria Baronado. <laughs> These are my lovely buddies, Jay Tan and George Hermosa. Hello, fellas, ladies, everybody out we there. We missed you last week, George. I'm, I have a little bone to pick with you. Oh, God. Not a single reference of myself on the show. Not It's like I didn't even exist. Well, it we didn't want to talk about you. I, uh, I, I, I mean, hook you from your job to go yeah. have fun in sports entertainment, you know? I mean, do you we really want, want them to know that. where you went? Right. You really want to know? Jay, tell them. Somebody went to SummerSlam. I didn't even go to SummerSlam. Wait, you didn't go to you SummerSlam? You didn't go to SummerSlam? I mean, I was in the area. So his alibi was, it was a, a I so was you could have worked. I was trying. You played to, hooky. To, I was trying to, actually, I was trying to sneak in, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. You? I, so, I, no joke, no joke. You failed miserably <laughs> on all fronts here. Yeah. So, oh, man. All right, he took off the show to go <laughs> watch WWE. I mean, everyone loves WWE, but come on. UFC? The fake sport. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that myself, I know, but... You guys are both WWE buffs, so... Yeah. J-Tan, you're hating his face. I'm more of an afterbuzz buff, though, and that's why I was here talking to you, you guys, guys and breaking it down. That's dedication. You know? All right, let's get to it. Seriously. We had some cool... But I'm back! ...cards. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah, anyway, moving on here. Oh, you ready? <laughs> okay. Um, I am back. Some... Oh, my God. Boys these days. Um <clears throat> I think it's less about that and more about this new uh, studio that we're in now. Can and, they tell? And can also you guys tell we're in a new Wait, studio? Those watching on YouTube definitely can. Yeah. But uh, and maybe not uh, Maybe not those listening, the two people listening see, to I can't even iTunes. see downtown. Is this the studio of Brotherly Love? Is that, mm, what? No, no. That would be that's Philadelphia. Wait, that show? I remember that. But on top of that, you know, it's a different day. It's a different time. We already established this in the, the pre-production meeting that this is just uh, – this is nine o'clock as we're taping this right now, and oh, I you totally two are just out the door, loopy on this was thing. Loopy so, as yeah. hell in the trailer watching the fights. I it's like a and new and now world we've got two shows to cover here, so this should be a humdinger. A humdinger. Yep, <laughs> you heard it from J Tan. Okay, so we're gonna start off with the Macau card. Yep, UFC Fight Night forty eight. Bisping and Kung Lee. Yes. Yeah. Uh, started off. Okay, now guys, don't kill me with these pronunciations. I even wrote out the. Exactly how to say them, but we'll phonetically, this. phonetically, that that's the word I was looking for. Ning Gungyo versus 
Yang Jiaping. Ning Guangyou versus Jian, Yang Jianping. That's yep. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ning Guangyou won via <laughs> unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had uh, Zhang LePeng versus Brandon O'Reilly. Zhang LePeng. Zhang yep. LePeng won <laughs> via unanimous decision. Don't make Daria laugh, though. No, she, you're right. She's it's it's unfair. Her. I mean, you know... I've, I lived in China for a couple of years, studied the language a little oh, bit. So wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw I'm this over you all Jay the credit. No, 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 I'm giving you all the credit for for giving it a shot. You show should have done that. I didn't know you lived in China for a couple of years. Okay, there you go. That was a bloody one, though. This last mm-hmm. one, Brendan oh, yeah. O'Reilly, that was super bloody. Yep. Um, and then we had uh, the two at the top of the card. We had Tyrone, the chosen one, Woodley versus Dong Hyung Kim. This yep. was a super. Cool fight for me. Um, Hector Lombard, his teammate, was scheduled to fight Dong Hyung Kim. He got injured and had a dropout. And his teammate, Tyrone Woodley, nobly stepped up and was like, I'm going to take the fight. Uh, it was 10 days after his last fight with Rory McDonald, mm-hmm. where he you know, he lost to a pretty bad defeat. Was it 10 um, days? No, it was a little bit longer, wasn't it? Uh, they t- they said 10 days. Yeah. He agreed to the fight 10 days after the Rory oh, McDonald fight. Oh, 10 days fight. after the... I no, see. it wasn't... I, yeah, they weren't 10 days apart. Yeah, He agreed it was a little to take the fight 10 days after. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, he was really... He really came into the cage with a purpose. He was, like, mm-hmm. really sore about that last loss. Yeah. It was a, it was a pretty good beating. Um, and he came in there, and he showed Stun Gun. Mm-hmm. Whew, uh, the spinning back fist by Stun Gun, and he got caught with a huge right hand from Tyrone Woodley. Woodley, Woodley, I think, had some uh, some demons mentally to exercise in the cage. Exactly. Get him out. Yes. And, uh, and obviously it was, you know, the, the bad taste from the uh, the previous match he had. And, you know, he just, uh, he went in there and imposed his will, mm-hmm. got stun gun up against the cage, um, and was throwing, uh, you know, throw, threw a huge overhand right that uh, that rocked him. And, um, you know, and uh, tried to, stun gun tried to recover, but Woodley just swarmed on him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a ground and pound flurry after that. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said. You know, when you you lose badly, you know that you don't show up for one match. You want to get that out of your system. I mean, you know that as well as anybody else. Absolutely. Not saying anything about your record, but the guys that you fight with, certainly, you know, they want to get back in there as soon as possible. And I think that was the case for T. Wood here. And and that just, um, talking about imposing your will, it just shows the dedication of a fighter when they lose so horribly and they get back in the gym and say, I'm going to come back stronger and better Mm -hmm. because there's also guys that don't come back to the gym at all or they come back with, you know, maybe a negative mentality or sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. Tyron Woodley is not one of those guys, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. He is a scary, scary dude. Yeah. Right? I mean, We say this every time we watch him fight. He is I mean, just... That, that guy is wickedly strong, too. I can't, I, I can't believe how strong he is. Just, it, it, It's funny, when he even got when he got a stun gun, it, he got him, but it kind of looked like it wasn't as hard as he can throw. Right. But he still got him, even like 50%. It's right. like he still knocked him down, and then mm-hmm. five seconds later, oh, fight's over. Talking about guys that have that KO power, mm-hmm. how easily... And technical, they can end a fight, opposed to a guy like Michael Bisping. We're going to talk about later. They were kind of everyone kind of gives him grief for not having the knockout power. And tonight, after his victory, he, I, I, I would argue it. I would say that that he does. But after his victory, of course, he was, oh, I have knockout power. I want to have a shot at the title now. You know, there's you always, think? yeah. Michael always has a as a monkey on his back that he's uh, that he's trying to shake off, or you know, criticisms that. Credit to him, always willing to address it. You know, he will acknowledge what fans are saying about him, good right. or bad, usually bad, mm-hmm. and he likes to talk about that. Um, but let, you know, let's talk about the result. Michael Bisping and Kung Lee uh, in the main event uh, on, on this show. 
Uh, Bisping and Kung went to the fourth round. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, part of me wanted to say it was kind of a back-and-forth fight. Both guys were throwing a lot. But this really was Bisping's fight, uh, especially ending... Ending the fight by TKO with 57 seconds into the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he looked fantastic. A lot of people were saying how this was his return to, to kickboxing, as it were. Um, you had two stand-up strikers, so it made sense that it was a uh, that it was a stand-up fight. I wonder I wonder what it was about Kung in, in Kung's corner and his team that they chose not to, you know, go the opposite route and try and surprise Bisping and, and get him to the ground. Right. Well, I think um, that's that could also be like an ego battle between the two of them because I think they're both thinking, well, I'm the better striker. Well, I'm the better striker. So why would I go to the ground? Yeah. But like you're saying... Striking is des- definitely a strong point, but so is so is the case with Bisping. You absolutely. Know? And, that, and that's where the argument comes in. Mm-hmm. Do I take him to the ground knowing that that's his weakness, but it's also my weakness? Mm-hmm. Or do I stand because my stand-up's just better? Bisping has a good ground game, though. I've, I've seen him. I've seen him roll around with some yeah. with some high-quality talent. He held his own against Chael, That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of um, people. I personally thought that uh, he Chael won that fight, but a lot of people th- I talked to thought that Bisping beat Chael. Referring to Chael, so yeah, Michael mm-hmm. Bisping, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you see two ground guys, high high-level ground guys right. in a fight, a lot of times it will stay on the feet. Because neither of them wants to go to the ground with each other, right? You know, so I, I'm applying the same theory to to this, and obviously it didn't happen, right? And that made it for a great match too. Maybe that you know was was the right thing to do either way. It just shows the mental that goes into MMA, mm-hmm. these, especially nowadays with so many different martial arts being mixed into one game. A lot of strategizing. Basically, it's 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 a game of its own now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's no longer a combination of Muay Thai and kickboxing and jujitsu. It's kind of just its own sport. It's yeah. like, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm training MMA. You know, they've kind of adopted mm-hmm. it themselves as a sport. Yeah. Um, well, Art would argue, uh, our good friend Art Davey would say that it started happening with the second UFC. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly been the case for, for quite a number quite of years. Quite some time, yeah. Least, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bisbing had that amazing right hand that blinded Kung Lee and hit, I think it was his le- uh, right eye. His right eye, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was early into the second round. Mm-hmm. He was blind, completely couldn't see out of his left eye or his right eye. So, I mean, that's something to say. He still kept fighting back. He was throwing amazing spinning back fists, spinning back kicks, and mm-hmm. was still accurately landing them. Yeah. Even with, you know, an injury like that. Yeah. That's a, that's an annoying injury. It's not one of those injuries where you're like, ow, I'm in pain. It's one of those injuries where you're like, oh, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> it's kind of a big thing. Yeah. yeah. When you can't see. It's a see. really big injury. Yeah. Um, there was a survey of. In, in society, a number of years ago that I'd heard uh-huh. about, not fighters specifically, but just people in general, what is the most, the scariest thing, I, th- I think the thing that people are most scared of, uh-huh. the second thing was death. The first thing, losing your eyesight. Really? S- yeah, yeah. So imagine that when you've got somebody coming at you that can throw you to the ground, is allowed to kick you, is allowed to punch you, whatever, you know, and you've got only one uh, one eye, you know, operative. That's a very good point. Um, although, who knows, maybe maybe he was barely able to see. He certainly wasn't going to use those magic words and say, I can't see, because that'll end the fight That was right something there. that was going on between the rounds in his corner is the doctor was checking. He said, can you see how many fingers am I holding? How many yeah. fingers am I holding up? And you hear his corner. Three. He's got it. He's okay. He's okay. And it's like... Let the, me answer for him. The yeah. corner part had like a like couple fingers on his on his knee. Just kind of ah. say three. That reminds say three. me of like clever. two. When you're like mm-hmm. in grade school and you don't want glasses. So you're mm-hmm. doing like the eye board at the doctor's. And you're like, it's got to be A, B, C. A, B, C. <laughs> nope. Is it's that DFT. how you got out of it? 
Okay. My mom actually whispered them to me, and the first <laughs> get out of here. Uh, I just, I, I, I just mem- I memorized the chart. Moment. Oh, you memorized the chart? Yeah. Oh, you found it as on. you go in. I mean, I tried. I mean, I failed. I've but. been dealing with glasses since fourth grade, I think. So. Well, know. I mean, if you Didn't had for me. a credit card like American Express, say, yeah, you could probably buy any. Buy my way through it want. or something. Yeah. I want to throw this awesome segue <laughs> to nice. our great sponsors, American Express. Smooth. My name is Yvonne Sarabia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700-something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that, that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. Okay, guys, go out and get your American Express credit card. If you least, qualify for yeah, it. Yeah, I want to say, because I can't. <laughs> My credit is bad. Uh, if you're not George Aramosa. I can't even get a 7-Eleven credit card. Do they have those? <laughs> that was the joke, Jay Tan. Uh, yeah, I, I got womp, that. I was womp, going with womp. it. And I wasn't. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the other card. Uh, Michael Bisping, all there is to say about that is... I don't like him. He got blo- Oh, you don't. why don't you like Michael Bisping? Take a stand, my friend. Go uh-huh. with it. Not, Not that that's a rare opinion, but why? Yeah. I just got... I mean, you can tell he's very... Don't get me wrong. Cockiness is cool, but like, I don't know. He just always had this kind of brash attitude and... Cockiness is cool. Yeah, so, like so, Nick so, Diaz or like Ronda Rousey cockiness? No, like, like Michael Bisping. Like Josh Koscheck. Okay. Um, But that's... Well... You know, I attribute some of that, frankly, to uh, he's British. There's a certain <laughs> cultural thing that Ooh. can can oh. that misses. There's a, a malfunction in the junction I between the Brits Must be and a, a lot of something. American UFC fans. It's probably fans. something in the T. Oh man, but, no. No, I mean that, that's a guy. I just man, I just want to see him get knocked out every single time. I want somebody to Dan Henderson every single time. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where. I know he's never going to get a title shot. It's just so funny. Oh, I want a title shot. Oh, I'm ready for a title shot. It's like... Oh, my God. I will ask you to repeat that just for that accent again. What was that? So... <laughs> he's not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. He won't do it now. I'm not going to do it. was really good, guys. I know. British I know. accents 101. I know. Um, and that's one of those things where like, dude, you're never going to get a title shot. I think people are talking that he's probably going to fight Luke Rockhold people, next. Look, people want him to have... Or there's certain people, certainly, that want him to have a title shot. The UFC brass, uh, Michael Bisping fans. You know, for right. him to have a title shot, that's a lot of money. That's and, a, and it's when he's match. always like, oh, I'm, I'm one win away from a title shot. Are you happy? That was good. I, I'm one win away. It's like, dude, everybody's one win away from it. I can walk in there, uh, fight for somebody who got hurt, beat a guy, and I'm one win away from a title shot. Yeah, congratulations. No, no you're not. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're two or three from getting a UFC contract. Well, 5, 10, 15. Couple from U- getting a UFC couple contract. U of MMA, which, by the way, U of MMA, that was an awesome, awesome, awesome event. 
Um, this past and I even still got my wristband. <laughs> he really does. I really he do. He has his wristband. Forty-eight hours later, Wait, this guy. He was so butt sore because I walk in. Okay, so <laughs> Jake, Wait, hold, why was I butt sore, Dar- let, Daria? Let, let me just tell please, you. Please, please, in a metaphysical way, yes. by the way. Because Jay was behind you in the row behind you. Oh, oh, oh we weren't going there. Do we have sponsors? <laughs> so we have sponsors that we need to take. Anyway, um, so. Jay Tan, he obviously runs the U of MMA. He's a matchmaker for it as well. We went to his show this weekend. It's an amateur event at Club Nokia downtown. Oh, my God. Awesome fights. Oh, my God. You guys liked it? You, have, you, you put on the best amateur show, I say this all the time, in the country that I've seen. Thank you. Is that fair? I, yeah. Oh, it's ter- certainly fair. And Go Art, for it. Say it all you want. <laughs> Art Davey was there, the, yep. the godfather of the UFC. Art Judo Jean LaBelle. Uh, Jean, Judo Jean LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big John McCarthy was refing. Mm-hmm. Mark Danzig was wrestling. Frank Trigg. Frank Trigg was wrestling. Yeah, it was a special night for us. Um, this was Fight Night Eight. I didn't realize um, until we got there. This was the tenth show that we've done at Club Nokia. And anybody wow. not in the LA area watching or listening here, Club Nokia is part of the LA Live uh, complex, which has uh, Staples Center, uh, Nokia Theater. It's it's kind of LA's answer to Times Square, if you will. And we've been there for, for 10 shows over, I think, two, two and a half years or so. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. It was a, a big special night for us. And, and the matches, yeah, really were fantastic. Some really competitive, exciting matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, usually, like, sometimes an amateur, you know, they either go out there and, you know, they're swinging and missing. But you really have some technical guys under your card. And the religious to your card, it seems. They've fought for you, you know, four, five, six yeah. times. We've got some guys that are loyal. Um, you know, it, it's just a thing about making sure that they're in the right uh, headspace to realize what a good opportunity it is. Absolutely. And that this is their their show. I, I tell them that I want this experience, win or lose, to be – I want it to be what uh, – everything that they want it to be for them and nothing that they don't want it to be. You know, it's on them to go out and make it happen. Right. And this is a theme that runs throughout, you know, up to these guys that we're talking about here in the UFC in Macau and uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, that opportunity there – is that you're, what, in the amateur 6, 9, or in pros 15 minutes, sometimes 25 minutes, to go out and stake your claim and right. um, and, and, and grasp grasp the brass ring, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot, of guys, uh, a lot of guys did that. I think, you know, we delivered a good product for the fans. You always do. I was very proud of, of all the guys that fought that night. Hopefully Dara is going to fight there soon. I'll be Hopefully there. Hopefully so. Front I think that's... I want that to happen. You want that to happen. I do want that to happen. The, the ne- fans out there want to have that to happen. The Afterbuzz Galaxy, come on down next time. Well, I think it's safe to say that the next U of MMA card, you will see me fighting on. Let's hope so. As long as we can make it happen. Matchmaking the, happens. As long as the right goes match happens. Well, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we will announce it here so that you guys can come <laughs> and support. Yeah. All right. So, All right, me, so me and you, Bisbing, 2017. <laughs> yeah, that one is well. That's happened. <laughs> That'll definitely happen. That would sell. Huge tickets. The local. Wolf tickets. England versus Van Nuys, California. Bring it. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I'll get my title shot. Let's bring it back, though. You were talking about Bisping. Not your favorite guy. And he's a guy that does have his detractors. um, People, he's never been able quite to win it. It was important for him to win and secure a title shot. You know, he he always fell short for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I think that's something – he is definitely getting to the point in his career when it's it's becoming more I mean, make or he, break. He needed this win, yeah, if anything. He absolutely. needed this win. And, again, in all, in all serious, I mean, he's a phenomenal fighter. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from his fighting skills, but he should have finished Kung Lee a lot sooner than what he did. We said that when we were watching I mean, it. Kung Lee, Kung Lee had – I don't know. Didn't Kung have an eye. 
for yeah. an entire and, and, and round. And he even, he even cut his other eye. His and other cut, eye yes. got hurt. I mean, look at the pictures of Kung Lee after oh. the fight. I mean, as soon as but, that eye got broken open, he was obviously touching it. He couldn't see out of it. Fighter mode comes on. At least it does in me. Even, yeah. even when I'm sparring, and, and it I think, says, yeah, th- pounce I think, now. I think mm. that's what separates the Bisbing from the Tyrone Woodleys and the yeah. Anarchy mm. Silvas. That, that killer instinct isn't there. Phenomenal fighter, just that instinct where he's going to instantly finish the fight like anyone else of those top guys would. And I think that's what's missing from Bisping. I, can... lo- I honestly would like to see him get his shot, but with the way – like, I think he's missing that one thing. That... But he did finish Kung, I think yeah, is yeah. the point. But you know, mean, and Kung is hard to finish. Yeah. Um, and you can – this is another shot now for Bisping. We'll see how the middleweight division plays out. We've got some other interesting, interesting matches coming up. Um, I will say, if he beats Luke Rockhold, I think he should get a title shot. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely think that. That would be a huge and, win for Michael Bisping. Yeah, and that's a match that uh, that uh, some people were talking about. Weren't they saying Machida and that, You Luke know, Rockhold? that rumor came out. People were talking about that. and um, So which would you rather see? No, I was... I'd like to see Bisping and Rockhold. Okay. Um, what about you, George? Um, I'd say... I don't know about Machida. He's not one of my favorites either. Yeah. Um, may- maybe the winner of Musasi Jacare. Yeah. But Machida I, I, versus that. Yeah, but I mean, if Jacare wins, I, I think he should get a title shot too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, no. I, I mean, Jacare Musasi is uh, in like two weeks, so yeah, right. So that's going to happen that pretty happens. soon. And then you're talking. Everyone's on the shelf until whatever happens on December sixth between Weidman and uh, and Vitor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, these matches we're probably talking about booking for, what, uh, you know, January? 2015, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. January, early February or so. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that Bisping and Rockhold is something really interesting that sets up for a, uh, a potential number one guy. And I you got to like see. And they, there's so much smack talk there. Exactly. For those of you That's that don't know, after uh, this past fight, Bisping kind of called out Luke Rockhold, who was sitting, I think, Next to Dana White, he was sitting somewhere right along the cage, and he's like, "Let's go, me and you." So, I mean, that's always good press. I listened to Luke Rockhold was on Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour. Oh, okay, and he mentioned that uh, in Macau he offered to Bisping um, a to set to set up a match, a gentleman side bet, where Bisping and um, excuse me, uh, Rockhold would put up his purse and win money if if it was applicable. Uh, against Bisping, give it to Bisping if he didn't finish Bisping in the first round. Oh my He's God. going for a first round finish, and then if you know if Bisping wins, even if Rockhold wins in the uh, second or third or fifth round, whatever it may be, right? That uh, the Bisping, Bisping would get Rockhold's purse, his complete purse. Interesting. Um, I don't know if he's accepted that or not, but well, uh, we'll Luke see. Rockhold was just on Instagram playing with baby tigers, and you were loving that. Do you follow Luke Rockhold <laughs> on Instagram? I do. It's because of the show. You can, I mean, you, can you blame? I, I got to I mean, keep up with all the UFC buzz. That's, of course, the only reason I follow Luke Rockhold. Has nothing to do with you wanting to bring him home to your dad? No. No. Okay. Or his little baby tiger that he's <laughs> cuddling. <laughs> Not the baby tiger either, huh? <laughs> so, well, Rafael Dos Anjos and Benson right. <laughs> Henderson were on a different card in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's Fight Night 49. But we're going to start at the bottom with, uh, oh, Ben Saunders and Chris Heatherly. That was like a very talked about fight. Let's talk about that. First Uma Plata in, in UFC history. History of the UFC. The first submission victory by Uma Plata. 
The killer bee, Ben Saunders, comes uh, back to the UFC for those of you that with a vengeance. may not know, Enuma Plata is a shoulder crank. I don't know how you put it. Yeah, it's it. a shoulder, a sh- lock, shoulder kinda, lock. Kind of similar to a, a Kimura, no? But with your legs. Yeah, I, anytime I put someone in an umaplata, uh, I start with them in an arm bar from guard. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do is flip your foot over their face, and you can go right into the shoulder lock from there. Jiu-Jitsu so. people got what you just said, but <laughs> my eyes glazed over. And I booked it's, these guys, for God's sakes. It, it's it's extremely hard to get. you got to visualize I've, it. I've gotten it maybe rolling jiu-jitsu once or twice. Yeah. Never rolling MMA. Mm-hmm. Because to get in that position, there's so many fists you can eat and elbows you can eat. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I don't know how he did it, but You're congratulations just, to him. Yeah. Ben Saunders won via Umupata. Ben had uh, um, Ben was a, a veteran of Ultimate Fighter several uh, seasons ago. I don't remember. Yeah. This, this is like probably oh eight. Yeah, yeah, in the early mm-hmm. seasons, and uh, oh seven actually. Go. He got his black belt under my my old coach uh, Ricardo Laborio there at American go. Top Team. Yeah, um, uh, awesome jujitsu. Very established uh, BJJ black belt. Ben Definitely. Saunders was uh, out of the UFC for for several years in Bellator and did you know did a hell of a job. He was a, a top star there going to the finals of their welterweight tournament several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, then ironically, I was reading, he was signed to, I believe, Titan Fighting Championships and was That's scheduled to fight. That's in South Florida, fight. right? No, Titan is in uh, St. Louis. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, run by uh, Joe Kelly, uh, or at least at one point was. They um, must have a good relationship with the guys in set, like American top teams, because I know a lot of my perhaps. guys that fought there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Titan's a great uh, great regional promotion. Is it? Watched them for many years. Yeah, they're fantastic. And so, anyway, I mean, ironically, he was scheduled to fight there. Another Ultimate Fighter alum, I believe, Matt Riddle. Uh-huh. But then, whether it was, uh, um, I believe, uh, injuries and then a rematch scheduled was scheduled, or a, a match was rescheduled, rather. Uh, and then he got the call recently to the UFC. So the return of Ben Saunders, the killer bee, to the UFC octagon Pretty exciting um, return. Yeah, yeah, really impactful. Do you think yeah. that was the game plan? That couldn't have been the hmm. game plan, right? I don't think you. F- I don't think that's something like that is necessarily a no. game plan. But if it's there, I'll tell you. Here's a funny story as well. Uh, you, U of MMA related. Uh-huh. Our second show, maybe actually our first show at, at Club Nokia, we had an Uma Plata on our show as wow. well, and it was the most. It was the strangest thing because again, it was one of those things that just presented itself. I had a. Sambo, a Russian Sambo wrestling white belt going up against a BJJ brown belt. And, yeah. With, Tell me the brown belt got the umaplata. With those credentials, you would think that you would see it coming. You would see the, the result coming. Uh, the first round, the brown belt handled his own and, and pretty much controlled the round easily. And in the second round, um, the guys were just in the right position, or at least one of them was, and the Sambo white belt ended up Tapping out the brown belt with a Uma Plata. What? And you never saw that coming. And and the funny thing was, it was it was such a shocker that nobody knew how to uh, how to react to it. And on top of that, right. bo- both guys looked very similar. Um, you know, redhead, uh, tall, tall, uh, tall white guys in in pretty good shape. You know, with uh, you know they were they were both redheads, had a beard and mustache. We actually got them confused for a minute because it was the first time that any of us had Stop. met them before the announcement was happening. We were like, wait, which guy was it? Was it the guy in the <laughs> red rash guard or blue rash guard? Wait. So, you know, they're incredibly rare. I have seen it before, kind of like a That's unicorn, crazy. you know? But, yeah. It, it almost <laughs> makes more sense in an amateur league, though, because mis- mistakes are, you know, 
easily, you know, they come easier. Yeah. Whereas, like, these high-level guys in the UFC, you would never expect. They know what to block for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You would never expect them to fall into an Umapata. But congratulations again, Ben Saunders. Yeah. Um, next on the card is James Vick versus Valmir Lazaro. Uh, James Vick won via unanimous decision. Uh, then we have Max Holloway and Clay Collard. Uh, Max Holloway won via TKO in round three. And mm-hmm. then we have Tails Latis and Francis Carmount. Francois Carmont. I wonder if it's Francis or Francois. Should have I think I think better. it's Francis Carmont. There you go. Carmont. Yeah. Know. He trades at TriStar, right? At TriStar? Mm-hmm. GSP, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. They um, were mentioning that a lot as he was fighting. Yeah, this was a, a close match. Both guys, uh, I noticed in the uh, rankings, they basically traded positions yeah. uh, in the top 15. Carmont originally was number 12. Latest was 15. Uh, latest finished Carmont in the KO 20 seconds into the uh, into round two. And, um, you know, looked uh, looked really good. Strong and aggressive, landed an overhand Super right. Super aggressive. Uh huh. That's another guy who UFC even got a title shot against Anderson Silva. Yeah. Of course, you know, and Silva's being Silva. Um, got let go by the UFC. Now he's back. He's on a streak. I mean, who knows? Like I said, he's that four fight win streak. Right. That now. whole middleweight division changed entirely once Silva lost. So you know, who knows? There's so much more opportunity now that Weidman. Yeah. Is there? It's a crazy division to be in right now. There's so I think I looked. And Carmont is no joke either. That's true. Yeah, this. Carmont is no joke. That guy can go. Do you see his kicks were amazing? Mm-hmm. His leg kicks were like brutal throughout the entire ball until he lost. Yeah. So Talos Latus now is on a seven fight win streak, four in the UFC. Okay. Um, next for Latus, you know, I wanted to have this conversation. So it's really interesting to look at this division, the the middleweights, mm-hmm. and you know, most of I think that almost all of the top ten guys. And uh, latest is just knocking on the door to get into that top ten. Most of the top ten guys, I think, are, are booked. They have, you know, there are plans for them coming up over the next several months. So, you know, what you do with latest, I feel like that ten to fifteen or eleven to fifteen, maybe, is a bit of a uh, bit of a holding pattern. You know, until we get past uh, December and, and see what happens with Wide Men and also. Right. Well, Silva and Nick Diaz is a little bit farther away, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, there's so much waiting to do. There's so many results we're waiting for that mm-hmm. would depend on the next fight, yeah. Yeah. so on and so on. So it's kind of hard to say where to put them right now. I yeah, mean, the, the two guys in that division, I think I, I'm so excited for C.B. Dalloway and Yoel Romero. Oh yes. yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna Yoel be Romero. I think he was he won a fight. bronze with Cuba in the, on the wrestling team. I thought it was gold, but it could be. Oh, wrong. Could be I, could, I mean, that guy is either way. Olympia that guy is, can go. Yeah, and he's got hands. Tight. He controls super strong uh, physique, can mm-hmm. control where he wants the the, the match to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't. I, I think Romero and Tim Kennedy are scheduled to yeah. fight each other soon. September twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. I want to be there so badly. God, I will be there. <laughs> Check you out there. Uh, Gegard Mousasi, of course, is going to be fighting very soon. Um, CB Dalloway. I don't know if there's anything booked for him. I know he is. I don't yeah. like to cheat, but <laughs> that's not why I have my laptop on the yeah. desk or anything. It's not cheating if people know that you're cheating. That's true. I hope. Yeah. So I, that's I think not Costas... what my principal said. Costas <laughs> <laughs> Filippou is is number eleven. Um, he lost recently. Uh, I think that's probably the match that makes sense right off the bat for right. uh, for Talis Latis. Um, but you, know, you don't want to see a guy on a win streak like this go down in rank. You don't want to see him fight someone down in rankings. You want to see him right. move up. There's the so. momentum, especially having four in a row. Four yeah, wins absolutely. In the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push oh, the he, guy forward. Absolutely, I agree. You were on silver. Okay. okay, we were both wrong. We both said oh, corrected. I should have said silver. That was going to be my black, next guess. white. I would have been gray. 
<laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jordan Mean, and he defeated Mike Pyle via TKO in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you hear what happened to Jordan Mean's dad? No. Oh, boy. Oh. Let's talk about the match first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Now I want to hear um, Well, uh, Pyle came out super strong, super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you heard John. Shooting for some wide takedowns there. That just uh... Crazy takedown. He was shooting for the ankles, which yeah. is rare. Um, but... They, uh, John Anik on the microphone was saying that he came out gunning. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was so raring to go. He looked super confident, yeah. almost overconfident. Yeah. As we see, he lost. Uh, Maine is just so technical. Uh, he kind of sat back and just waited mm. for his shot. He wasn't picking him apart. He was just maybe reading him, and it was one shot. Yeah. One shot. He faked the. I think he faked the shot. Actually, she went to shoot in, and he hit him with the right hook. Jordan Main comes from a, a serious, uh, I was going to say serious uh, training background, but, you know, his family are firmly behind him. He comes from a strong support network, you know. And, right. And Mike had his own uh, um, had his own momentum going into this match as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jordan caught him and, uh, you know, just followed up there and, and finished Pyle. So, yeah, that's – unfortunately, that's been the case uh, for Mike Pyle's career a lot, you know, mm-hmm. ups and downs. Hot and cold, on and off. You know, um, I still think that we can see see more from Mike uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it unfortunately stopped the great momentum that he had in the previous fight. I think yeah. Jordan Main is going to be a guy to look out for. That guy's only twenty four, and yeah. I think he already has is like he really almost. That young? He's got he's twenty four. I think he's only, he has like thirty eight fights. Wow. Yeah. When did where he were start? you at twenty four? <laughs> I'm not she there can't yet. Answer that question. <laughs> you know what's funny? His first fight. Where's my crystal ball? His first fight. I think he was 17. Mm-hmm. Actually, 16. See. You know who he lost to? Who? Rory McDonald. No. Another, another guy who's. Uh oh. Crossroads coming up yeah, in the future. Who knows? Wow. So they were both super young when they fought each other. Probably like two kids, 16 year old kids fighting each other. Did it happen in like a backyard? Uh, Might have happened at recess. Coming yeah, into it. my backyard. <laughs> it was Rumble in the Cage 17. Rumble in the cage. And Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Probably not too far from Calgary. Alberta, Canada. No, nothing is... Uh, in, yeah. I don't know. Alberta, you got to drive yeah. uh, drive for a while for anything. Yeah. Few but, and far between. Did you spend some time in Canada, Jay? No, I just figured that's probably what it looks so like. Then why do you always say eh? It's my own... Uh, <laughs> I get that from somewhere else, to be quite honest. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. Eh? <laughs> Wait, what did his dad do? Yeah, he got arrested before the the night before the fight, but this fight, mm-hmm. yeah, for doing what? Mm. Is it airworthy? No, no, no. It's I. What was it? I was just re- listening to uh, to a report on on the drive up here. Was it? I think it was like sexual, sexual aggravation or, or yeah. assault. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go find War Machine. Lock <laughs> yourselves in boxes. And roll down. Know, Maybe that's a fight to make. I don't even want to talk about that. War Machine and, and what Jordan means dad. dad. Yeah. yeah. Let's not even give. Uh, I don't even want to talk about yeah, exactly. Rafael dos Anjos and Benson Henderson. Uh, Rafael dos Anjos defeat Benson Henderson via KO. This is something that nobody expected to happen. You don't see. I don't see. I've never seen a guy like Benson Henderson get knocked out. I've never yeah. seen Benson Henderson get knocked out. First He's of all, he's never been knocked out. I've before. never seen him dominated like he was. It made me sad because I'm a huge Henderson fan. But what the hell? I thought Henderson looked good for you know up until that uh, up until that finish. Uh, he he dropped uh, Dos Anjos with the with a push kick, 
middle of the this happened what two thirty one so middle of the round and I'd say middle of the match that was there right uh, but it Henderson wasn't landed like, that that one and he, it, he looked like he was feeling him out uh, you know it seemed like he was uh, in, in a good space and, and doing well I didn't didn't see it coming that's to be sure it wasn't it didn't seem like he got caught though it didn't seem like it was just one shot. They blew him away. I mean, they were both going mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. It was a it was a double flying knee that was the first shot that rocked him. I mean, right. you see those coming majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then followed by a left hook. The fans were furious with the decision. I thought it was a good call. I thought it was a good well, stop. It's not a decision. It's a stoppage. Right. It is what it is. It's a decision for John to stop mm-hmm. it. Big John McCarthy. Um I absolutely Henderson was it. was down. He looked like he was down on on his way down as he landed. You know, his body was limp. Yeah. And uh as soon as, and they were as soon as you see a body go limp after a huge double knee like that, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's the ref's first reaction is let's stop this fight, especially when it's followed by massive hooks on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, you know. Yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to question Big John McCarthy's uh, judgment in that one. Yeah. And I think that was a fair stoppage. I think you so, know, too. I don't think there was anything controversial about it at all. Yeah, I think the fan. I, I mean, they were booing, but I don't think they were actually disagreeing with the decision, more so just yeah. booing the fact that Benson Henderson lost the way he did. It was a shock to everyone, I really? think. I thought, I thought they were booing because they didn't like the decision. You think they really thought it was yeah. that bad of a stoppage? I, I, that's what I thought. Because if that was the case, they would have at least maybe, like, I felt like they were booing a lot of Rafael Dos Anjos and I know. I just feel like they were just unhappy with the way he won. I don't know. I would guess that they probably just wanted to see more of a match. Yeah, maybe. Right. You know, that quite too. frankly, we're okay with it. But doing the second, third, fourth, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us some more fight time. I was here. there for uh, who was it? Ronda Rousey. What was the one where she finished the liver shots? Uh, what's her name? Not oh, Sarah, Sarah McMahon. McMahon. Sarah McMahon. Was Sarah? I was oh. there for that one. I thought that was an early stoppage, and the entire crowd was booing. Well, they're, yeah, and they're was, early in the evening for her. You yeah. Know? Not necessarily early in the match. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was early in the match, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was very early on in the match. It was I like, mean, yeah, right. I mean, this is Benson's, I think, second loss in, like, four fights. I know he lost to Pettis, but then he beat... Um, Kabalov. Pod Kabalov and mm-hmm. Josh Thompson. I mean, I'm hoping that he right. can be able to bounce back. That's a guy who um, was in the top two of that division, including the champion... For the last few years, yeah. so obviously now he's going to go down. Dosanjos is going to go. I think he, did he go down to three or four? Uh, he went down to four, and Dosanjos is at three. Yeah, so you got Melendez. So he's still in the mix there, though. You know, yeah, and, he's still and things up there. Can happen, but look. it's a shame. Do you think he's going to have to have a rematch with Rafael to get back up there? Or do you think eventually, I, not immediately? I mean, but that's another division where a lot of guys are booked up. You got Melendez versus yeah. Pettis. Khabib's out. Um, I know Donald Cerrone, Cerrone scheduled to fight Eddie Alvarez. New, the newest UFC yeah. fighter. That's an announcement, Eddie Alvarez. Guys. Eddie Alvarez mm-hmm. has officially signed to the UFC. Yeah. That's exciting. And right up against Donald Cerrone. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think, I think ben, before we go on, Benson's going to fight Bobby Green. I guarantee it. But, really? Um, that probably makes sense. Looking just because originally it was supposed to be here. Donald Cerrone versus Bobby Green. That was already signed. And then mm-hmm. Alvarez came in, and then that was like, that's on September 27th. I want to be there. September you think 27th. somebody's watching this and is just going to give you tickets? You think we have the fans that are going to say, you know what, I like that George let me, guy. Let, let me ask you this. And if I it, happen to be a rich, uh, fat pocket cash daddy, you know? Let me ask you this. Daddy. Let me ask you this. If it happens, what would you do? Obviously not get the other <laughs> I, I'd offer thing. to pay for do gas the to drive <laughs> you out there is oh. what it is. Hey, buddy, see if you can hook me up. 
Jay, you have. Does your sugar daddy have a female friend? (laughs) Huh? It could be a sugar mommy. Even better. Good. (laughs) Double date. High five. Yeah. I'll be out there anyway. (laughs) Thanks for the invite. We'll meet you there. Okay. I will be there. It's the 27th, right? Yeah, September 27th. I think it's uh, DJ versus uh, Chris D- Carriasso. Chris Carriasso, yep, Chris yeah. Carriasso uh, Dustin Poirier, and Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Conor McGregor. I think uh, Kedzangano versus... Oh, you're right. Uh, oh, someone. <laughs> <laughs> Kedzangano versus... Um, it's bad that I Way to be this. a pro, buddy. Uh, Amanda <laughs> Nunez? Yes. Yeah. Kedzangano's been training at Black House uh, here in L.A., and I, I heard she's looking there. pretty, pretty tough. Work on it, George. You get your mama. It. <laughs> Do I, wait, is that a any, phone call? Any Phyllis's out there? <laughs> Sorry, George. Yeah, that's that's his name. Not gonna happen. Okay, so Eddie Alvarez. Um, yeah, dude. If you see, if you've seen, watch. If you ever get a chance, I don't want to promote it, but watch his previous fights. I'm not gonna say with who or what, but Eddie Alvarez. That's a guy I who said it. Michael. Well, not. His opponent, but well, I'm not gonna the matches in Bellator with Michael Chandler were say, fantastic. Hey, I'm not going to say go out in there and watch it when we're, we're cool, you know. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, those, those matches were awesome. I mean, he's the guy who, even though he wasn't a UFC, he was always one of the top five lightweights mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, and they actually were really, really close to getting him. What like two years ago? What there happened with there that? Was contract situations. There was an agreement. UFC UFC signed him, but then Bellator had the rights to match him, which I which I thought was weird because as a fighter. You should be able to fight. If you don't want to fight, if I'm a promoter, if you don't want to fight for me, I'm not going to keep you here, you know, just to make something. It's like, dude, no. if you want to go. No, no. Because when you're a promoter and you've put uh, time and energy mm. and especially money more than anything, when you put money into building up somebody and creating them yeah. their, uh, their persona. You're invested. Created. But yeah. I, I You've agree. invested money in them. And so, therefore, most fight contracts uh, at that level will have rights, uh, rights to at least match. Uh, match that agreement, you know. And the ironic right. thing is that um, this may be something to debate legally, but I don't know that the fighter necessarily has the right to. I mean, if the, the promotion has the right to match, I believe then that the fighter is obligated to accept. Well, those that's what terms. happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Except they weren't, the, and that's the interesting part. This is a story that went into. Uh, uh, it ended up going to lawsuit when Bellator. So the UFC offered. Uh, offered a contract to Eddie Alvarez several years ago. And I believe part of it involved, uh, definitely involved pay-per-view points or percentages. And that was a big part of this whole debate that blew up later. Um, And I believe also a shot right against uh, Benson Henderson, who was champion at the time, Mm -hmm. if if memory serves correctly. Um, Bellator came back and offered the same thing. They apparently literally took the UFC offer, crossed out UFC's name, wrote Bellator over Hmm. it, and 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 Spike over Fox because the Fox de- the UFC had Fox right. deal and you know the Bellator is on Spike and said boom there we have met this uh, met the offer and now you've got to stay with us. Eddie's point was that between pay per view points, which at that point Bellator hadn't done any pay per view at all, right? Let alone do they have a legacy. Um, that between that and and Fox versus Spike, the quantities were different. And then they viably are. You know, to be on Fox, you're in that many more homes than Spike. Spike, of course. Yeah. Um, then again, Spike is an, is a national company, and they, uh, you know, they owned by covered, Viacom, which is yeah. A, yeah. Owned they, by I Viacom. mean, they, they're both great shows. They're both. They great covered quite a big amount, but not quite the same amount. 
as uh, as Big Fox. Mm-hmm. So this dilemma went to Eddie Alvarez ended up uh, filing suit against Bellator, if I remember correctly, and uh, it was settled uh, settled out of court. Mm-hmm. And Eddie was going to uh, Eddie stayed with Bellator. Ended up having a second match, or scheduled for a second match with Michael Chandler. Eddie got correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Uh, these details. I'm going off of memory here, but I believe Eddie was uh, had to pull out. No, no, no. because of injury. No, 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 right? no. It was it was they they actually were scheduling for their pay per view, right? Which mm-hmm. was so headlined by by Tito and Rampage, right? So I think Tito got hurt, so that pay per view got turned into a free spike show. That's right. So yep. they fought. Eddie Alvarez actually won the Bellator title. That's right. right. That was the second match. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And yeah. then they were supposed to fight again, and third then one. that's when Eddie got hurt. Okay. The, the concussion. Yeah. Uh, was was on the third. The schedule, scheduled third match, um, and at that point, I believe shortly thereafter, the next chapter. Of that so story technically, Bellator was Coker taking over. Yeah, Scott but Coker. but technically, Eddie Alvarez is still the Bellator. Well, no, I guess not anymore. He hasn't but, lost. Uh, yeah, but he's technically the interim or the Bellator lightweight. Not even the interim, the but, lightweight champion. Because the other guy Will, won the Will Brooks. Yeah, he's the interim champion. Right. Yeah. So obviously, that's so there like is that, somebody yeah. with a belt in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Bellator. But now but, I'm sure now he's the official. Lightweight champion now that yeah. Eddie Alvarez isn't there. The I guess the, the driving home point though is that Eddie Alvarez for a long time has been wanting to get to the UFC. The that UFC happens with a lot of guys him. and girls. I mean, there's so many situations where there's contractual disagreements, mm-hmm. and it takes months, years to get signed with the UFC. Yeah, because there's so many you know stipulations. I guess that we don't know about. But this one really was uh, was one of the bigger, the bigger high profile right. and, and longer lasting. Uh, not negotiate holding points, if right. you will. Yeah. It was long desired. I think we all want to see Eddie Alvarez in the mm-hmm. UFC, and I think I think he's one he's of those definitely guys. Definitely a good addition. Uh, absolutely, like. he's not one of those guys that comes from your local promotion to the UFC. Like you said, he's been in Bellator for uh-huh. years, mm-hmm. so he's coming to the UFC. Uh, I think he'll jump he, fastly, and, he, and he's fighting Donald Cerrone, right? I, I just <laughs> said I think he'll jump to the top fast. He did jump to the top fast. He's fighting Donald. The cowboy, but that, how Cerrone. awesome is that fight on paper? I'm like mm-hmm. begging. I mean, if, if if it's anything, like I just want that match to be the best match ever. What's your ever. prediction? Ooh. Is it going to go the, the distance? Or I don't think it'll go the distance. Um, Eddie, jeez, I, I don't know. God, yeah, I don't know. Cerrone's so good <laughs> on the ground. He is so good. Cerrone is, is, a, just... is a kickboxer with length and strikes that can drop a guy, you know. And, yeah, and I'm not sure that Eddie has seen – Eddie in in Bellator, quite frankly, didn't see the level of competition that you're talking about in the top five. Well, that might just be the difference between the Michael Chandler, I think, is up there. But, yeah, everyone Mm -hmm. else. I mean – Donald Cerrone is Shinya Yoki. Shinya Yoki is all right. Um, He he lost to Aoki by uh, leg lock, correct? He beat Aoki. Did – oh, the strikes? Yeah. So many matches. <laughs> I, even so I can't many. keep them straight. And Bellator, yeah. I have to pick between pro and amateur. I gotta quit <laughs> trying to remember all of these. This is no fun for me. But man, I hope I can. <laughs> I hope I can just be there. Speaking September of victories, mm-hmm. we had somebody on our show last week that just won a huge fight. We had Christos Yagos on the show last week. He won because of our AfterBuzz special powers that we give to every fighter that comes That's on right. the show. We're on a three-for-three three winning streak. The yellow and black mojo. Bzz, bzz. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the buzzy later that does it. I mean, we just send them home with all that buzz, and they go out there, and they win. Somebody had a little too much buzz. <laughs> Is that a well, good way to put it? Let's let, let's finish up with Christos. Uh, shout out to our guy, 
that uh, now is the the reigning RFA RFA 155 pounds uh, champion who won in uh, beat Dakota Cochran in South Dakota. That's how I remembered the yeah the state the location was was the name with a gnarly flying name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it was just beautiful. It got he got knocked out of the week on SureDog.com. Yeah. So I, that's really cool. Yeah. So shout out to Christos Yagos, right. amazing fighter, amazing athlete that's yeah. going to fit in perfectly in the big show once he gets mm-hmm. that phone call, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, on another note, we'll uh, talk about Brian Ortega, who uh, was also on the show a month or two ago, I believe, yeah. right before his UFC yeah, debut. July. So we've had three yeah. guys now uh, before they've had their first UFC match, and this is not to say that Christos has signed with the UFC yet, although... Uh, there's a lot of buzz, pardon the pun, behind him, and you know there's potential for the UFC. But Brian Ortega was scheduled for uh, for his match UFC on Fox 12 in July, and he was on a little bit before that. Um, unfortunately, he won his match against Mike De La Torre uh, by first round uh, submission in the first round with a rear naked choke, uh, and unfortunately tested positive for a steroid called Drostanolone. I believe maybe I butchered that, um, and uh, is is suspended for nine months by the, I believe it was California State Athletic Commission. Yeah, it was in California, correct? CSAC, yeah. Yeah, um, fined and the match is overturned to a no contest. So we've kind of lost our mojo there, at least. Um, it's such a bummer. But yeah, he spoke out on Facebook. Uh, he admitted to the incident and said his apologies. Um, obviously, he's. Having feeling some remorse right now. Yeah, he's taking it on the chin, and you know this is something that a lot of fight, every fighter is going to face uh, that crossroads oh. when they yeah yeah you know when you when you, as your career rises is, is the point that I was going to. I'm not saying that every fighter is going right, to, no, right right no 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 um, high percentile though now. Who's to say? I mean, you know, we certainly uh, we're not in the locker rooms to say, but um, yeah, a lot of people talk about you know fifty percent or higher, but. At any rate, the point is that uh, Brian Ortega posted on Facebook a uh, full admittance uh, of his use, and you know it doesn't. Uh, I believe he does have the right to appeal, um, but came out and just is seemingly taking it on the chin. Right. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, I remember when uh, a couple years ago when this turned out to started to be a, a rear its ugly head. This problem, a lot of guys would go and appeal the uh, the decision, and then. The at least in California, unfortunately, um, the state athletic commission would uh, would lessen it, would lessen the uh, the suspension, maybe uh, cut the cut the fine Fines in half or half something or like that. Is, yeah. But by that point, the guys had taken time off. I mean, it was you know it was six months. They would maybe cut down a year suspension to six months. Right. And by that point, six months is up. You know, um, it had taken that long a time for them for to get that initial hearing then to appeal it, then to get the result of that appeal. And by that point, they can say, okay, well, you're on your merry way. The guy had a free schedule, you know, to return to fighting. Right. Well, um, a big difference now is that, correct me if I'm wrong, back then the rules with steroids and HGH and human growth hormones were so complicated, whereas now they're as simple as you can't have any. No, I mean, nothing is – they've tried to simplify it for sure, but um, – you know, with HGH is something that uh, um, it's a bit more complicated in, in testing, if you will. Um, and it's something that I, th- I believe wasn't tested before. I wish I'd uh, um, wish I had this all, you know, committed to memory. But um, no, I mean, there were, you know, it's it's there. These are banned substances. 
and right. steroids actually are illegal without a subscription. Um, right. if I well, correctly. now they're banned completely. Yeah, they're banned before- and they're and they're illegal. Right, you know, of course. possession unless you have a medical. Uh, justification for it, you right. know, document. But at one point in the UFC, there was like, oh, you could have this much if you have this problem because something. Well, that's, they... again, that, that's state athletic commissions uh, dictating and and giving you the TUEs, testosterone use exemption. Right. And that's what you're you're getting at is that is an exemption to uh, to how do I put it? An exemption from being submitted to this rule where you're you're not allowed to use these banned substances. They essentially, if you have a an exemption. It becomes not a banned substance for you, right? There was ways that's around not the case it. With, that's not the case with Ortega. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, so you know that's, uh, that's something that we really hope. Obviously, he's a fun guy to have in studio, talented fighter, and you know it's it's just the beginning of a very important part yeah. of well, his. Yeah, we wish him the best of luck. Yeah, yeah. Handling you know, the whole situation. Everyone makes mistakes, and hopefully, uh, Brian can learn from it and move forward with his with his career. Yep, it's a nine month suspension as of now, so mm-hmm. hopefully, he'll come back strong after that. Yeah. We have a fight coming up this uh <laughs> not we have a fight, like we're not gonna fight each other. After but that. There's a, there's I a, don't so I need the break. There's a you. there's a UFC card uh this upcoming Saturday. One seventy seven mm-hmm. from Sacramento, California. Dillashaw and Hannon Brow rematch. I'm so excited for this. That mm-hmm. first fight is finally actually uh, on a UFC uh the T V fight pass. The fight pass. I've that been waiting TV to thing. just rewatch that fight mm-hmm. sure. for the last three months because that fight was awesome from the first round. I mean just seeing even now, just seeing like at the end of the fight, uh seeing what's his face? The guy that trained him, um Dillashaw, oh, Dwayne Ludwig. Yeah, Dwayne Ludwig just coming in, like, in tears, hugging Dillashaw. I mean, yeah. like, that's their boy, seeing Benavidez and Mendez and Faber in the crowd just that was the going, like, you know, ape Dillashaw. crazy, you know? I there mean, that was so many great stories to that story. I really encourage you guys, now that, as George says, it's on Fight Pass. Go check it out. It's worth your nine ninety nine that match. Um, you know, the storylines about that being that... Uh, I love those commercials that they show, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. How the, pumped do those oh commercials God. get you? It like, was, at first, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wanted to see uh, Dillashaw fight someone else. But now it's like, now it, it's on. Like, Because well, everyone says, the speculation, if you guys didn't see it, go back and watch it. Uh, the speculation about that fight was that Hannah Brown didn't show up. He had a I think he really did. bad fight. It's, it's, it's <laughs> controversial. I think he did. But I think Dillashaw was just that was much better. I think, I think... I think Barrow showed up. I just think Dillashaw. It's like it's like Joe Rogan yeah. said it all the time, and I think I said it maybe the day after. That is the best performance probably even ever in the UFC. Like straight yeah. up training, uh, performing everything. Talk about athleticism. Dillashaw did nothing wrong. Yeah, it was the perfect fight for him. Mm-hmm. And when you have the perfect fight, yeah, there's going to be a loser, and it just happened to be the the other guy. You know, to the casual fan, this might not have the same. Buzz again, pardon the pun, as <laughs> the Weidman Anderson Silva rematch, but there really is great meat and potatoes to this thing. Oh, it's absolutely. worth knowing the original match and the backstory with uh, Dillashaw and Team Alpha Male, Dwayne Ludwig planning on uh, leaving Team Alpha Male after a pretty successful run with that mm-hmm. with those guys, and then this being the last uh, last title match, I believe, last match perhaps with uh, with Team Alpha Male and. and Dwayne Ludwig, in in that incarnation of of him as the head coach, Absolutely. you know, and they'd been striking out uh, in in title matches, even with him, they'd been winning every match except <laughs> the title matches. Yeah. Uriah Faber, yeah, well, Chad yeah. Mendez was supposed to fight Chad August, Mendes. Like, Joe no. B, you know, but this was the one, you know, and they did it. it was their their Cinderella man moment, if you will, 
and uh, and and props to them for that. So you know, going into Such war one more fight. time, yeah, lot. There's really a lot. This is gonna, I think, deliver uh, a lot, lot to chew on. Yeah, a lot of fat to I chew think on. Going if into you are match. the casual fan and you watch that fight, you might become more than a casual fan after. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody can appreciate it. You don't need to know the backstory, even even though it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know it. Just mm-hmm. watching the pure talent of T.J. Dillashaw in that match yeah. and the. Overall dominance—it's just—it's amazing. And knowing that the, the dominance over somebody that hadn't been beat in I don't know how many years, uh, right? Henan Barrow was some slacker. thirty-four and one, Henan or something ridiculous like that. Henan yeah. Barrow is like a smaller uh, Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. except had, without the playfulness. When we perhaps. had Bruce Buffer, I think he was saying that he thought Barrow was the best pound-for-pound fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. When yeah. we had Bruce Buffer on the show, mm-hmm. he did yeah. say that. Yeah, well, that says a lot that's, coming from him. I that's mean. interesting. He, I mean, that's a guy that has ringside seats every fight, cage side seats. <laughs> best seat in the house. So there's a, there's, the there's house. a women's fight that night this Saturday too. That's Correa and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Yep. Shayna finally giving her shot. Shayna Baszler is an official UFC match, not not related to tough. I hope we can have her on soon. I would she's, love to have that. She's yeah. down here in the area. We know some mm-hmm. people that know her. Yep. I think Jay Tan can make it happen. Um, or maybe Jessamyn Duke as no, well. No, no pressure, pressure on me. No pressure there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Shayna Baszler, uh, for those of you who don't know, is one of the pioneers of women's MMA. She's yeah. been around since, I know people say this a lot, but before the sport was cool. She, she was OG. fighting. She yep. is an OG of the sport. She's been fighting before there was big paydays. I mean, the most you could make off a match was a couple, maybe a couple thousand dollars. I mean, Shayna Baszler was at the roots long of women's time, MMA. Yeah, long time uh, uh, protege of, of mm-hmm. Josh Barnett, uh, the queen of spades. She's been around for uh, fought in uh, Bodog, Invicta most recently before the UFC. Yeah, she was on the uh, Ultimate Elite Fighter. XC. Yeah, she was in the Ultimate Fighter. And, you know, one of those chicks that really has, can, can more than anybody else, really can appreciate this rise of women's MMA in Absolutely. the past Absolutely. And she's, you know, for those of you who don't know, she's roommates with Marina Shafir, an upcoming pro, uh, Ronda Rousey. And, and Jessamyn Duke. Duke. And I like how you, like, yeah, count off those names. I, I, it's the throw symbol, off the four there. The four horsewomen. The four horsewomen. That's what they call themselves. Um, in, in homage to the pro wrestling right. click. Uh, I mean, I think horsemen. there's kind of a storyline there, too. Because after last uh, Beth yes. Carrera's fight, she beat Jessamyn Duke. She put up the four, took Dropped it down. Yep. You know, and then who knows? Maybe Ronda Rousey is going to be, uh, depending on how she wins. I mean, she does need challengers. I mean... Technically, Carano Wait. isn't there yet. Technically, Cyborg isn't there yet. Who knows? Maybe Korea, depending on how she wins, maybe she might be in line for a title shot sometime soon. Uh, uh, there, many years ago, Kazushi Sakuraba was known as the Gracie Hunter in uh-huh. Japan. And uh, you think Beth Courier is the Beth, Ronda Rousey? Beth Courier can be the the horseman, the horseman. hunter, horseman yeah. hunter, the horsewoman hunter, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah. She had an easy time with Jessamine Duke. She's going to have a harder time with Shayna Baszler. Well, Jessamine was injured, but she did. I mean, Jessamine went in there, you know, couldn't quite get off right. uh, what she wanted to, but uh, was was injured and Betch dropped her pretty fast. But yeah, it won't in first round. be nearly as easy as Shayna Baszler. I don't know, maybe or maybe. Ronda Rousey. Know. We kind of don't know what what Betch is all about. Um, who knows? I mean, Maybe. she's a girl that's been around the horse. For, for a while. She, you want to I mean, she, make a wager? She's a great fighter. Oh, I'll make a wager. How much? Wow. What are we, are we waging on? The weather Tickets to the UFC. It's going down right now. Shots? What whether is on the line? Is... shot at Ronda? Or what's... No, Correa. Against, uh, are you talking about Baszler? Are you talking about Rousey? UFC 178 what are you talking about? tickets I'm talking about, I think, I think Correa's going to beat Shayna Baszler. No, I'll, I'll, I'll bet the other way. I'll say Shayna Baszler's going to beat Beth Correa. 
All right. You saw it here first. The hand is shaking now. Oh, you can see it on YouTube, wait, but what now happened? On, those of you on iTunes. What does the winner get? Or what does the tickets loser to the to UFC. Do? The loser has to buy tickets to UFC uh, 178. <laughs> Boom! No. Uh, well, I don't know. We on, are gambling here depending at Depending if my sugar mama can get it. I will say it right here. Once we find the results of this fight, we will come on air and the loser will do something. I don't know what Shots. yet. It'll be <laughs> a we can take something. We can no, take shots the, on air, right? I have established as the matchmaker. That is I will, not the official I will, matchmaker of UFC After Buzz, I, I deem that the loser of this bet buys tickets for the winner. I will, to UFC I will buy that. I will buy that on my American Express yes, card. on the booker. The matchmaker and the booker. I will buy those tickets on my American Express card. Um, Shoot to another promo. <laughs> no, I don't know. Too, too late? Too late? I don't know. Um, yes. <laughs> Look at how we tied them. it all back to bacon here. Yeah. Gotta love it. No, but we're going to do something. The loser's going to do something because I know the loser's going to be him and I'm going to make him do something on the show. And it's got to be decided in less than seven days because this goes down on Saturday oh. in Sacramento. Available on pay-per-view. Prelims on Fox Sports 1. Well, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and once we come to an agreement, we Mm -hmm. will announce what the loser is going to have to do. Or maybe someone else has an up. Maybe someone else can throw throw something out there. Let us know what we should wager. Let us know, guys. I'm telling you guys, I know what you should wager. I should do to George Aramosa, since we already know the winner here. What do you think I should do to him? Do to him? Jeez. Wow. I'm glad I don't have a dog in the the race in this one. Oh. <laughs> or PG thirteen. She's not fun. Titanic was PG thirteen. Oh, okay, that makes sense. There wasn't much sex. Enough. There wasn't enough sex. No, Titanic. there was. There was enough for me. There was enough for it to be PG thirteen. Yeah, I just remember like the wallowing in tear, like the drowning of the boat, like all the sadness. So we'll be back on Sunday at seven o'clock <laughs> to review UFC one seventy seven. Uh, TJ Dillashaw. Yes. Can you plug something? I want you to plug something. What do you want me to plug? Whatever you want. You can find me anywhere on social media. J10716. This is Daria Baronado. That's George Hermosa. Guys, get your Twitters in. Daria B28. My my Twitter is at G Hermosa. My Instagram is at G Hermosa. That G H E R M O Z A. That's my Twitter. Don't forget the at symbol in the beginning. That's Shift Two. Shift Two. Guys, he's not that cool. He has his computer in front of him. Shift. He would never know it was above the two. Well, make sure you hit the. You keep your finger on the shift, and then the. the no, I thought two. you could just hit shift and then two and then shift again and then it would work. No, no if you let go, then it's just gonna write down two. So it's gonna write Shift Two Shift. Well, don't spell out Shift. Guys, this you makes hit a, the shift this, button. This makes a writers' meeting look like this is Frost all, Nixon. This is all for scripted, God's sakes. guys. This we don't make this up. I don't think I'm funny right now. This is all scripted. I know you're what not funny right now. Teleprompter's telling me to say. I just read the words. We don't have a teleprompter. Oh, <laughs> it's cue cards. Oh. Well, I guess I've just been doing this wrong. Go guys, to voiceover, production monkeys. We will see you next week, Sunday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.
section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.